Amen. Have a seat. Today we continue in the series that I'm calling Rockin' the Oldies, and we're looking at some really old songs, some songs that go back uh, before this century, the last century, go back before the time of Jesus. These songs were old as Jesus lived on the face of the earth, and were part of the language of the people of Israel in his time and for hundreds of years even before that. And you might wonder, why have we chosen these songs? They all come from the prophet Isaiah, but if you read the book of Isaiah, it's a long book. And so why would we choose these three particular songs to talk about? And the reason I've chosen them is because these three are part of the devotions that I do on a daily basis. So about twice a month, I read through these three songs from Isaiah, and they become part of my worship language, part of the way that I relate to God. And so I wanted to share them with you. And there's lots of Christians around the world who read these frequently as well. And I think they just speak of the nature of God, who God is, and really what he wants for us and from us. So we'll continue today to think through that. Isaiah 55, I think, gives us some some real insight into how our relationship with God works. And, you know, I wish that I could tell you in my own relationship, in my own spiritual formation, if you will, that it was like a straight line from when I was a little kid for 50-some years, and it's just been always growing and knowing God better and deepening that relationship. But the truth is, it's just not that way. I wish I could tell you that it is, but really, if, if you could graph it, which you can, it would be more like a series of hills and valleys where there are times when I feel like I know God, I can sense God at work in my life and ministry and family and all those things. And then there are other times where it really feels like it falters, where, where I can't sense God's presence, when I, I'm looking for him to do something and it doesn't happen. Now, I know part of that is me, right? Because I'm not pursuing God like I should in certain times. And then there are other times when life just gets in the way and there's things that are happening and I'm, I'm wondering why God doesn't want, God doesn't do what I want him to do. And, and that can really be a struggle and can sometimes pull us away from God. So a lot of times it's a little bit of an up and a down. But the truth is, as we think about relationships, I think lots of us would say, well, my relationship with God has worked sort of that way too, but it happens in almost every relationship, doesn't it? I mean, the important ones, uh, a relationship with our spouse, kids, parents, people at church, friends, where sometimes that relationship is growing and deepening and we're depending on that person, getting to know them better. And times when something happens, maybe there's conflict, there's a problem, and it might take a long time to work through that. It might take a, a difficult conversation. And in some ways, at least, our relationship with God is a little bit like that, like our relationships with other people. There are times when it's deepening and growing and we're getting to know God better, and then times where it just doesn't feel that way. Now, the difference between our relationship with God and our relationship with other people is God's always going to be there. He's going to be secure. We can depend on him to keep his promises. He's going to treat us in the right way. Whereas with people, we mess up, they mess up, and sometimes we both mess up. And so there's that difference. But yet, up and down, we grow in our relationship with God. So what does Isaiah have to say? I want us to look at Isaiah 55. We were in chapter 12 last week, Isaiah 55 this week, and we'll move on again next week. And 
As I said, Isaiah is a very long book. Lots of these songs talk about our relationship with God. Some of them point to Jesus hundreds of years before he lived on the face of the earth. I encourage you to read through Isaiah. Some of it's really easy. Some of it's a little more challenging, but that's true with Scripture. So there's some powerful lessons there and some great worship language. But in Isaiah 55, Isaiah continues to talk to the people of Judah who have strayed from God. He's calling them back to God. He's talking about how there's consequences. There's also a chance for redemption. All that's going on. And then in the middle of this chapter, we have six verses. We're going to cover them two by two. So three sets of two, because I think it divides up pretty easily that way. And we're going to begin in Isaiah 55, verse 6. This is what Isaiah says, seek the Lord, seek Yahweh. This is the Old Testament name for God. We've talked about that before, the creator God, the God of Israel. Seek Yahweh while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to Yahweh and he will have mercy on them and to our God for he will freely pardon. So here at the beginning of this section, we have Isaiah saying, listen, Call on God. Seek Him out. The sense is that God can be found if we seek Him out. Okay, God is there. And He seems to say that this is for a limited time. And for the people of Judah, it would be that way because God was calling them to return, calling them to repent. But in time when they didn't, there would be a time when they were going to face punishment. They were going to face exile. But I think this is the message of Scripture, right? Call on God. He is there waiting on us. And furthermore, verse 7, if we've sinned and we know we've sinned, and let's be honest, sometimes the reason we feel distant from God, separated from God, is not because God's done something, and it's not because life circumstances are bad, and it's not because we're not trying hard enough, it's because there's sin. And we don't, want to, we don't want to approach God with that sin on our hearts and minds, so we stay away, right? But Isaiah reminds us here, if we come to God and repent, in other words, we recognize the wrong in our lives and we've all got it, God's ready to forgive. And we see that message all the way through Scripture. We see it in the Old Testament. We see it most clearly in Jesus. And so over and over, we're reminded God wants us to find him. God is seeking a relationship with us. And if we feel like we're too messed up, if we feel like we've done something so wrong that God can't accept that, we're wrong. God wants to offer us repentance. God God wants to offer us forgiveness in the face of our repentance. And so that's all we've got to do is seek that out from God. Okay, so that's the beginning. But then he continues the thought. In verse 8, and really it's a reflection on what he's just said. But now he's speaking for God. It's in quotes. This is God speaking through Isaiah. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are are your ways my ways, declares Yahweh. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah is saying, listen, if you think you understand God, You don't, okay? Because God is so far above and beyond what we can even comprehend as human beings, we can never completely get it. 
And what's interesting is, Isaiah's just been talking about calling on God and finding forgiveness in God. And then he sort of says, because God is so different from us. See, part of Isaiah's point is, we human beings, we really struggle with forgiveness. Now, we just talked about that a couple weeks ago when we were talking about family. That forgiveness is really, and it is easy to talk about. It's easy to tell someone else, well, you just really need to forgive that person. And it is extremely hard to do. When we've really been wounded by someone important in our lives, forgiveness can come very difficult, become very difficult. It is hard for us to let some of that go. When what we want to do is respond with trying to seek revenge, trying to make that person feel just as bad as we feel. But Isaiah says, and it's hard for you because you're not like God. Your ways are not God's ways. Your thoughts are not God's thoughts. God stands above all of that, and so he can offer forgiveness. And Isaiah is saying, this is, this is the way God is. He, he's not bound by space and time like you are. Okay, sometimes I struggle because like, I see something in my life and, and I see it so clearly that God should be doing this and he's not. Or God allowed something that clearly, to me, should not have been allowed. Why is this person, this group of people, why are they suffering? God, I don't get this. And one of the things that Isaiah is reminding us is that, well, each one of us, all we can see is what's right in front of us right now. I mean, I only know what was in my past and what's happening in this moment in this room. I don't know what's going to happen five minutes from now, five hours from now, five days from now, and on and on it goes. I don't know any of that. And unless I've got CNN on, I don't know what's happening anywhere else in the world except this room, what I can see in this place, right? But God's not that way. God knows everything that's happened before and everything that will happen. And God doesn't just know what's happening in this room. God knows what's happening around the globe. He knows all the Christians who have worshipped today are worshiping now in rooms just like this and will worship later today. God knows all of that. He knows the suffering of every person on the face of the earth. I don't. And so sometimes when I want to question God and say, God, why have you allowed this? Why have you done this? Why have you failed to do this? Part of the answer is, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. God stands so far above and beyond who we are that we can't fully understand why he does what he does. Okay? That's also the reason we can't understand why he would forgive us when we don't deserve it. And yet he does. Last two verses. Isaiah turns to the power of God's word. Verse 10 is a little bit of an analogy. And then verse 11, he explains it. He says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So he says, listen, it rains, it snows, water comes down from the sky and it inevitably has an effect, right? 
We have seen that at work this week around us. I'm like, I could mow every other day right now because we've had so much rain, right? It has an effect. It just naturally occurs. It makes plants grow. Just like that, verse 11, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So God's word goes out from God's mouth. And it has an effect. Just like water from the sky inevitably has an effect on the plants on the ground. God's word has an effect when it goes out into the world. And we might say, why? Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, everything that is, everything that you are, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all of that is created by God. The world around us and we are all creation. Why would it surprise us that the word of the creator would affect his creation? It shouldn't. We should expect that. So when God speaks, it has a powerful effect. And again, we see that all the way through Scripture, from the very beginning, when it's God's Word that orders the universe. And God speaks to His people. He calls them into existence. And then He calls them to repentance. And we see it in Jesus, where Jesus speaks the Word of God. John calls Him the Word. And it's God's Word that acts in the life of the early church. And we see it all the way through Revelation. That when God speaks, there is a powerful reaction among the people. God's word is powerful. Now, as we think about that, we think about God's presence, God's desire for a relationship with us, God's overwhelming grace and forgiveness, the power of God's word, This is what it says to me. God is reaching out, waiting on you to find him. God is reaching out, waiting on you and me and everyone else to find him. God wants a relationship with you. And it's not as though he's off in the distance. He's right here, wanting you to know him. I mean, at our core... This is part of what we were created for. We were created to know the Creator so that we can reflect His glory, His nature, all that He is to the world around us. And it's up to us to make the decision to fulfill that part of our identity or to push back on it. And Isaiah, and I think many other biblical writers, are saying God is waiting on you to find Him so you can fulfill that purpose in a multitude of ways. And as we look at this in these three sections, I think there's three truths that help us embody this, help us understand that God is reaching out to us. The first is you can know God. Okay, that sounds simple, but it's really powerful. You can know God. God is not just some life force out in the distance. God has chosen to relate to us in a very personal way. Think about this. God relates to himself in a personal way. It's hard for us to understand the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but there is community in those three persons of the Trinity. And that community is then shared with us. God chooses to relate to us in a personal way, most clearly seen in Jesus. 
I mean, how much more personal could God get than to become a human being and live among us and experience life on the face of the earth and experience death and burial and resurrection? You can know this God. He wants you to know Him. You can know God. Second, you can't know God completely. His ways are not your ways. His words are not your words. As much as we might want to know God, and as much as getting to know God can be a powerful experience fulfilling our identity and our purpose, we can never know God completely because He's so far beyond us. And so there are times when we just have to accept the fact And we don't understand some of the stuff that God does. And we don't understand some of the things that He doesn't do. We don't get it. But that's part of the nature of God. He is so far beyond that we can never fully understand who He is. And third, we know God best through His Word. See, this is a gift. This is a gift that God has given us. This is our best way of knowing who he is because he's described himself through story, through poetry, through prophecy. All those things are contained here. And most clearly, if we had one place to start, it's the Gospels where Jesus becomes a human being and God has shown us himself in those stories in the most clear and powerful way possible. And so if we're not studying... If we're not hearing God and then responding to Him in prayer, we are not growing in our relationship like we could. And we have that choice. And God's waiting. He is waiting for us to reach out to Him, offering a relationship. And we have to decide, am I going to respond? I mean, if you want to fulfill what you were created to be and to do, This is the starting point. This is how we understand who we are, is knowing God and knowing what He wants for us, for our lives, for our relationships, and ultimately for our eternity. And He lays it out in lots of places, all the way through Scripture, most clearly in Jesus. So know this. God is reaching out, waiting on you, to find him. Let's pray together. Now we're thankful you're the kind of God who relates to us personally. And you've shown us that in lots of ways, but we're most thankful for Jesus. God, we call ourselves in the name of Jesus. We call ourselves Christians because we believe just that, that you showed us who you are in him. And so, God, we pray that that you'll give us the courage, maybe, the desire, the willingness, all the things that are necessary to reach out to you so that we can know you. And then, then you can use our lives to fulfill your purpose, to show the world who you are. Pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together and continue to worship.